Hey now, welcome to your girlfriend's favorite movie podcast. I am your host, Father Film, alongside with me today, as always, Kyle M. Gage. Here he is. Here we are, back <laughs> little, at it. A little stank on my name that time. Kyle M. Gage. A little stank. A little stank. A little stanky. Uh, of course. You, sometimes you need that should sometimes. be my nickname. That should be my nickname. A little stanky. Uh, you know what? Yeah, go for that. No, don't, don't call uh, This is now hopefully the second podcast we're going to be putting up on our feed. Yep. Probably about the 12th recording, but we'll see how this <laughs> one ru- how this one runs and works. Yeah, why not? Um, we have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this week. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention before, of course, this podcast is sponsored by FlickFans.net. FlickFans. Let me say, we, I said previously last week or two weeks ago now, we do one take here. Yeah, we do Our one editing take. skills are atrocious. They still are, so one we're going to fuck up a lot. So whatever. Let's get off that topic. Let's talk about some of the things that have been going on. Uh, uh, like, uh, what's in the news? What's in, uh, you know, let's, let's wait a, bit, a little bit for that. All right, no problem. Um, let's hold on a little bit. I mean, it was, uh, oh, by the way, I, I haven't heard a happy birthday yet. Oh, oh. Uh, I, well, you know, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It was this just uh, last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, just last week. The finally. good old 26. Yeah, he's I, finally I, I, an adult. My, my, my boy's growing up. I feel like a new man. A little, yeah. My little baby's growing up. I had my second bar mitzvah, actually. I had my first at 13, and then you do your second at 26. I think yeah, that's yeah. how it goes, well, right? You know, the first time it, you did your bar mitzvah, now this time you're doing your bat mitzvah. Oh, perfect. Exactly. Because uh, you're, yeah. you're my lady friend. Hey now. Hey no, now. Tuck it in, tuck it in. They call it the old the Caitlin mitzvah. I hey. fuck me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Buffalo Bill action. Sansa Lambs 91. Yep. Let's go to someone who is probably a little more known than I am. I mean, slightly. I wouldn't say by much. I think I'm, I think I'm more talented than he is in, in a lot of facets. Ooh. But nevertheless, Quentin Tarantino also had a birthday just that just passed. Oh, just passed? Yeah, March 27th. Oh, well, wait. Then I, I didn't wish him a happy birthday the, the either. The day so, after uh, mine. Quentin, if you're listening, I hope you are. That'd be awesome. Happy birthday. He, 100% he's going to be he's, listening. He's 100% listening. I guarantee he's it. Our, he's our biggest fan. Yeah, of course. Uh, fucking, we, yeah, we did a little thing on him on our site and uh, on our social media platforms about his films. And, and, you know, I think we ranked some of his, his, his top films. I think he's got nine now, right? Uh, know, I mean, because if you, if you include yeah. Death Proof and the whole, like, machete we're, we're thing. We're just talking about what he's directed. Oh no no! Yeah, what he's directed, I believe it's it's nine yeah. films he's directed. Yeah, now he he's, wrote he's, True Romance, obviously. Yeah, he wrote Natural, True Romance. He wrote Natural Born, Born Killers. Killers. And um, uh, he's who, yeah, who? he's obviously written more and produced more. Oh yeah, a bunch. You know, he's uh, produced. Uh, I believe he was a producer on uh, Desperado. Uh, <coughs> El Dorado. No, the yeah. DreamWorks animated yeah, yeah, Dream, film. DreamWorks El Dorado. El Dorado. Yeah, I had a real them. dark feel. I think one of the most underrated animated films that I saw as a kid. Anastasia and El Dorado. I think they're both rated. Correctly, really, oh, um, well. but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, Desperado, where he, where he tells the famous uh, joke uh, in the movie about you know piss on the bar and I piss on the bartender and oh, he's laughing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that film in forever. And then they shoot the other guy in the head. Good film, but I I, I, I gotta cool. say, uh, it, oh, it, no, in regards to all the films if he's that he's been affiliated with, it that de- de- Desperado is definitely on the lower end. I wouldn't say it's on the. Oh, it's on the lower you know, end. You know, you know what's one of my favorite uh, unknown that he was he was one so he was one of the directors and writers on it was uh, Four Rooms uh, with Tim Roth. I don't know if you ever saw that. I did see Four Rooms. I I didn't know he was involved. It was he yeah. Was, so he, so the whole thing was it was four separate writers and four separate directors that kind of pieced the each each room was written and directed by a different person. Robert Rodriguez also was one of the writers directors on that film. 
Um, okay. Oh, you know, but yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I, did, I also didn't know played, that. That was movie like, was so awful, though. Oh, really? I, I always liked it. I always thought it was kind of a weird, quirky. I, dark, I think I've know. only seen that movie one time, and it, yeah, that, like, uh, in comparison, to every other film that Tarantino's been involved with, I think even Desperado, I've seen Tim twice. Roth, uh, Madonna was in it. Oh, uh, I, I love me some Madonna. A little, um, you know, Dick Tracy. Uh, Bruce, well, don't cry Bruce for me, Willis Argentina. Was in it. Uh, the, yeah, the uh, I, no. I, I always I always liked that movie. I saw that when I was younger, and I always thought it was. I remember my my aunt had it on VHS, and I remember seeing it in it my is, early It is a very much VHS kind of film. Is it? Oh well. Yeah, like it's like a done. I think I was VHS. probably three when it came out, so I didn't see it in theaters. Thank God, I was too busy kicking the seat in front of me during the production of Lion King. Uh, the first time I saw yeah, that, yeah. Bad boy, 1995, yeah, classic. Um, but yeah, so Tarantino's birthday just passed. I believe the guy's 55 now. Oh, fucking yeah! He's he's getting up there. Yeah, but he's getting prime time, man. You know, he's. Oh, the guy's been prime time. He's he's fucking fantastic. And can you speaking of Tarantino? Didn't I, I just I li- literally just heard about this recently about a Talk rumor that he's uh, doing another film with uh, Leo. It was like with Leo. Yes, and, yes. Uh, it was um, and uh, Margot Robbie or something. It's like about uh, the Charles Manson. Yeah, it's murders. like a Charles Manson. Uh, thing. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's set to come out. I th- I think I want to say maybe 2020. Wait, I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, it's called. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna look upon, it up. Once upon a time in Hollywood. We have nothing set up here, as you can tell. We're just kind of going with the flow. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's right. called. Uh, okay, one, baby, once spontaneity at its finest. Yeah, it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Mexico. In Mexico, yeah. Wait, is, no. Brad, wait, is Brad Pitt in this movie too? No. Uh, yeah, Brad Pitt. Oh, well, yeah, go Brad Pitt's figure. slated to be in it. Go uh, figure. Right now, uh, what they got, what I can see at least, is uh, Margot Robbie, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Uh, it's a TV actor who is a Wait, stunt on. double. I just on said go figure, thinking that Brad Pitt was in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. No, that was fucking no, that Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp. Yeah, and yeah, Antonio yeah. Banderas, yeah, yeah. who's my who my mother has had a crush on since the fucking like Mask of Zorro. That was a follow up to Desperado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Full circle. She's been telling me for years he could put his uh, slippers underneath her bed any, yeah, any day one, of the week. One, once like, upon a time, appreciate yeah, that's, it. That's, uh, he's the nizz on the, the beat. <laughs> oh wait, are you talking about Antonio Banderas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she she's got a, she's got a huge crush on the nizz and the Yeah, my mama loves her. She's like, oh, play that, oh, loves play that commercial back. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm so congested, but not in my nose. But yeah, uh, right, I've, sorry, uh, I don't mean to no, talk about your mom like that. I'm I heard how about. Mom, I hope you're listening yeah, too, by the way. Hope you're listening, I, Mama. Mom, I'm sorry. I uh, so that that's obviously um, yeah, no, uh, going to be huge. I don't think that they've well, the, they so finalized the whole cast. Obviously, no, no, it's no, like so so much in pre-production. Uh, there, there's not even a release date. I'm but, assuming but it's probably it, going to be 2020. It, it, it's based sometime around uh, it, in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, it's a Charles Manson murder. Yeah, of course. Murders. It's like late 1960s. I don't know if it necessarily has to do with. Any of the like with Charles Manson? No, hundred percent. I think it's just more like what was going on at the time, like uh, uh kind of like was it run? No, no, that was earlier. I was going to say the Black Dahlia kind of thing, but that was much earlier in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. That um, was nineteen fifties, I, I believe, still unsolved. Was, I mean, so far, you know, the one time that Leo worked with uh, Tarantino was on Django, Django Unchained. Unchained. That was fantastic. That's one of my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio de- performances because he's the villain, and I think he does it so well. And he'd never really Agreed. played a villain before. I, I'm actually I, I'm higher on his performance than I am of the movie. I thought the movie was really I good. Thought was I really thought his good, performance but was he, great. He like made that movie and, almost. And he, I mean, he's in it for what? A better part of thirty and minutes, that, that but thing, it, it transcends a, the movie for sure. There's the famous thing about how he uh, he bangs the table and breaks a glass. And he actually did cut his and hand. He started bleeding, and he still went. He still, he kept, still going. kept going. He and improved it, it. And it adds to the performance so much, man. He's so. It's a really, he, really good movie. He's, 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 he's a. And an even he's better performance. You know, I think we had. 
And also, I'm excited for Margot Robbie in it because oh, after great. after she's I fun. Tanya, she really proved to me that she's uh she's an actor. She's I, an actor. She's not just oh, a pretty oh, face. Realize, it took I Tanya for you to realize that Margot Robbie's a great actress. I thought her performance in Suicide Squad didn't give you enough no, inclination. I, I think she's beautiful and I think she can act, but to sh- she, that was I'm the first time. I'm telling you, the Duchess of Bay Ridge, a, where she's a real actor, like a real I, gritty, can get really down and it, do it. It, it, not, it sounds cliche, and it's not just because be she's pretty. so because she's so fucking hot in it. Yeah, she's and gorgeous. because the movie is such a rah-rah type of film. Wolf her Street, performance in Wolf of Wall Street, though, is... Yeah, no, but that was more I about being was pretty. It was no, more about being pretty than it was about just There was a lot more than, that met the eye there, I think. An interesting character or an interesting actor, you know But hey, I mean? real, real quick, I guess, you know, a little off topic in a sense, but not really, because we're talking about Tarantino. Um, if you have to rank Tarantino's films, let's take True Romance and Natural Born out of it. Yeah, we're talking about Give just a, directorial. Just directorial. Now, Give me your top I, five. I know that... Well, here's the thing. I'm just going to go right to number one because I know that almost nobody agrees with me, but I have always loved this movie right from the first time I saw it. But uh, Jackie Brown. Uh, I, I love Jackie Brown. You know, and I love that you gave that answer too. Now, would I have it number one? Absolutely fucking not. This guy's fucking... No, I know. I know. know, I know nobody does. Nobody does. But Pulp it's a great film. I'm, a, I'm, a higher, Reservoir Dogs I'm higher on Jackie Brown than I am Django. Oh yeah, definitely. Which doesn't seem to be a popular opinion, at least in regard, you know, to our like contemporaries, millennials, kids our fucking age. Yeah. Even though Kyle's almost forty, but <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> but that's gonna be a running joke here. Yeah. But no, I love Jackie Brown. I think Jackie Brown's really, really solid. I film. mean, it's one of my it's one of my favorite Tarantino films. I think I'd probably have it five or somewhere teetering around there. You know, what, I'll which be honest says with you, a lot because that's mostly where people put it is around like around like somewhere between three and five as opposed to like top three. Re, re, no, around three or five. Somewhere. Most between people five. I talk to put Jackie Brown all the way at the bottom of the barrel. Well, I don't know. It, I mean, obviously, everybody goes Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. And, and, I, I'm, not, I, I, and I'm not saying they're wrong because those are both freaking amazing at, at movies. The of, at the end of the day, even whatever film you, you slate last on his list is still a great fucking film. It, it's, still, the, it's still a good film. Yeah, the only, the only his, movie that I would put above Jackie Brown possibly would be Pulp Fiction. I personally, I, I wasn't Jackie that... Jackie Brown, I, Pulp Fiction. I wasn't a huge fan of The Hateful Eight. Eight. I was not a big oh, fan I, of I Hateful Eight. I actually didn't really like it either. And for me... That Hate, would be my last Hateful one. Hateful Eight would probably be either last or second to last. But, you know, in comparison to a lot of other films that, you know, get fucking thrown out like the assembly line that Hollywood has now started. No, it's, still, it's still a good still movie. Good. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's still a watchable so, good movie. I mean, if you're, if you're top five in regards to Tarantino films, you're... You're you're a solid to flick. To me, Hateful Eight played it, it 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 played out a lot like a stage performance. You know how it's all like basically in one location, it and, it, and, and, stuff. and I feel like it would have made an amazing play. I don't know if were you the one who told me that I would love to see Hateful Eight staged. Yeah, that probably was, was me. Just because I I would love that. As, as would I. I think it would, I actually I think it would be a better. I uh, thought it would have been story a cool told on stage rather than in the movie. Even add some, add some fucking musical numbers, you know, do a fucking. I don't I know if you turn it into yeah, a could. musical. <laughs> you know, you could fucking get Sodenheim or fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber in there. I remember some of the Revive dialogue. Jonathan Larson, you know, fucking uh, creator of Rent. Yeah, but a... no, I totally agree. I mean, I, I would definitely have Pulp One. That's just my personal yeah, opinion. No, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you too much on that because I mean, it's you an can. amazing... If you, even if you disagree, you, you really can't. That's the, I feel like Pulp Fiction was Tarantino's like re, almost like his real debut. Like Reservoir Dogs, people love, but nobody, everyone was like, holy well, it was, shit it was, when they saw Pulp Fiction. Yeah, no, it was definitely... A, it was one of the first times that there was a non-chronological storytelling almost in a film. Like, it wasn't where, the first, but it was definitely well, no, one but of the... Where it was told completely out of order like that, uh, like... 
It's, it had definitely been done before, but I mean, never to the like success and the mainstream kind oh, of yeah. media that, that Pulp Fiction. And then it and got real popular Accolades it garnered, yeah. I think when it first came out, I don't know if it still holds the record now because there's so much trash coming out these days and everyone's just saying cock, fuck, shit. Like, you know, like it's nobody's business. Oh, yeah, they say, but at they the time, I think it, well, it had the record for most times. For most, for most fucks? Yeah, most fucks. It has the uh, most, most fucks given. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and any movement, and I so believe most, that, that, we have that record zero fucks given. That had the most fucks given at the time. <laughs> I think uh, actually Wolf of Wall Street topped it. Uh, did it? Yeah. P- perhaps, but I know I know for a long while when I had my Guinness Book of World Records uh, little you know well, book that I got from like the fourth grade book I'm sorry, fair. I'm sorry, I'm this sorry. would have been like 2002. Book, I remember book re- Guinness Book I, World Record I don't book. Even remember books? <laughs> when I got it from the fourth grade uh, book fair. Uh, a la Miss Barbara Cataldi, Bethpage Elementary School. I remember seeing that. You know, you go to the film section. That would, that's what I was interested in. You know, you see Justin Inflation, highest box office gross, Gone with the Wind. But, you know, For Real For Reals was Titanic. And then yeah. most times, f- fuck was used in a movie, Pulp Fiction. Why that was in there or why I was able to buy it as a 10-year-old, I'm not sure. that's what kids want to know. It stuck with me. Uh, yeah, Pulp is great. Obviously, Reservoir Dogs, that's a real indie darling. Sundance premiere. Yeah, I mean, kind of know, put uh, him on the map. You know, I mean, you say Pulp Fiction put him on the map, but it, but in that sense, it really was Reservoir Dogs because had it not been for that, which was also critically acclaimed and did decent at the box office, he probably, I don't know if he would have got True Romance shopped. Obviously, Natural Born Killers was also '94, then Pulp, and the whole domino effect took well, place. Well, wait, wasn't I thought uh, True Romance and Natural Born Killers was before Reservoir Dogs? No. No, True Romance was 1993, I believe. Two oh, or three. All right. Yeah. yeah uh, I, granted, he wrote True Romance probably, probably around before. the same time. Well, because yeah. I had also uh, heard, and again, I don't know this to be Come on. You just told, you told me True Romance was before Reservoir Dogs? Oh, yeah, I know. Kyle, you know what? Like if we have dumb. to go back to comic book and Spider-Man talk, we will. Um, yeah, that's, that's, where, <laughs> that's where I shine. Um, yeah, no, uh, uh, the, I know, I had heard, I don't know if this is true, that actually uh, Tarantino was trying to shop around a script that was like 600 pages, which is outlandish, and it was actually True Romance and Natural Born Killers as one kind of storyline, like being told simultaneously, and basically everyone was like, this is two movies, you can't, like this will never be one film. I've I've heard that before. I've also heard that there were scenes that he wanted to use in True Romance, but didn't think that it kind of, when the editing, I guess, was being done, that he kind of took off or took away and implemented in Pulp Fiction. As well, I, I don't know how true this is. Obviously, hopefully we can get Quentin down here in the studio yeah, well, at some point in time in the near future, and he could, you know, kind of give us the truth about all this. Yeah, you know, Quentin, come on, Dory. Quentin, Quentin, where are you? We need to know. Boom. But uh, yeah, definitely Pope One for me. Reservoir Dogs Two. Uh, I, I love Kill Bill. I love I love both Kill Bills. I, I the first one I think the first one I think is better. Is better. But I I do think that, too that, is, that anime cut like the cutaway with the anime for uh, Lucy Liu's oh, character great. Is, is, is my favorite part of the, what of, a fucking that, smoke. Either one of them. I think I literally watched Charlie's Angels just for Lucy Liu. Actually, there's somebody I liked her in a Lucky well, Number Eleven. That she was. I mean, she's hot in everything. She's I hot thought she now. was just like because she was like quirky in that one. She never gets to be like quirky. She's always like the or a little uh, more serious tone. What, what was it? Play it to the bone. When that was the first time I ever saw her. The Plays of Bone with uh, Antonio Banderas and uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, sounds like it. Where she's like, they're, they're boxers. This is 1990s Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Sounds like an awful movie. Yeah, no, they're boxers, and they're like older boxers on their way to fight each other in Vegas, and they pick up Lucy Liu as a hitchhiker on the, along the way, and like Woody Harrelson starts like fucking her, and uh, she become, she gets in between the two of them. <laughs> but uh, she is you a know what? smoke show. In, in that, and that was the first time. Woman still a smoke. That was smoke. before I even knew who smoke. she was. I saw her, and I was like, holy moly. 
And it's funny too, we're going to actually talk a little, a little later in a few minutes about somebody else that she was in Charlie's Angels with. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that, you know, like I said, in 10, 15 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah we'll... Uh, and Glorious Bastards too. If, if you're going to take a film uh, that's a little more on the contemporary side, I think that's his strongest film within the last 10 years. Yeah, that was... Uh, that's, that's that was my that was humble one of my, opinion. That was, yeah, that, that, was, that was a really, really, really good movie. Um, so, uh, Christoph Waltz, <laughs> really amazing. Everybody, well, that, that, that everyone was, in the supporting role was introduction fantastic. Introduction to Christoph Waltz. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Nobody knew who he was before and that. And then he won he Best won Supporting the, Actor yeah, again he, for but, Django. Yep. Yeah, which, won. which honestly, you, you could have gave to Leo. Oh yeah, you, you yeah. could have. I think he just had such a small. But it's part. happened before. Look at Anne Hathaway. She won Best Supporting Actress for Les Mis. She was in the movie for like yeah, four that's minutes. True. That's true. But uh, yeah, so fuck. Um, a real Legends Birthday was this past week. Yeah. And, uh, and, and thank you guys for wishing me happy birthday. And also Quentin Tarantino. Also, can I can, real quick? Can I can I ask you? Because I also uh, talk to me. Heard a rumor that he might Don't. be doing a. Tarantino might be involved somehow in a, uh, a Star Trek film. Yeah, I've I've heard whispers of that too. I I, I don't know. I people on film Twitter. I don't. You're not really on Twitter that much, right? No, I always, I'm not really. I, a, I a always Twitter, a tweet a tweeter a tweeter a twatter a, I'm a, a twitter. Not a, yeah, I'm not a twatter, but yeah, I heard. I had <laughs> What's heard, a twatter? Anyways, that's 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 on Pornhub. That's uh, not on. Uh, that's not on. But I I, Twitter. I I always see conversations and articles about people talking about him possibly directing Star Trek and some people being for it, some people not being for it. I'm not really a big Star Trek guy. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and and try to. I mean, tell I, you that I am, or you know, tell you that I'm excited about something I don't know too much about. I've seen some of the movies. Uh, I've seen most of the movies. I've seen some of the TV shows. Uh, I love. William Shatner and Priceline commercials. Yeah. So I just I, I the only reason I bring it up is because I heard rumors about it, and I personally, you know, again, Quentin, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. I love your films. I love your writing. Uh, but I don't know about a, a Star Trek film with him. I just don't. I don't see him being able to uh, effectively do the action. You know, the way it should. You know, a Star Trek film probably should be done. Um, I think the dialogue would get dragged down because, you know... You're going to have, like, Harvey Keitel as Spock. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Who would, he, who, would he, who would he get to play uh, uh, Captain Kirk or, or, uh, or Picard? Or who would... Oh, who do you I think? Who would, hey, John Travolta? Get John Travolta. Well, maybe. I, I, I picture... Well, I, was, I, I, uh, I was thinking about it. it uh, I feel like... Quentin Tarantino Resurrect directing Chris Star Trek is almost like an SNL skit. Like you got like Vincent Vega, like <laughs> you know, like on the Enterprise. Like that's a good point, actually. You know, uh, just kind of uh, Uma Thurman as a uh, you know. Uh, I don't even. Speaking know. of Uma Thurman, I think we're talking about Quinn a little too much here. Yeah, right. uh, Uma might get a little upset. Yeah, you know, I don't want. I don't want. I don't. I don't want. Having a couple angry. little beef lately since I read the New York Times article. Um, but. So, Oh, what, 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 what? do you want to do? I don't know. You want to do what's in the news? Yeah, you want to talk about some more Let's start. Let's start with what's in the news. Let's start with what's in the news. All right. We have a we have a little music here, a bit guys. Can you put it on? It, it, what's in the news? What's in the news? Sorry, that was <laughs> fucking awful. Yeah, that was bad. That right, was just just go, Kyle. Please. That was the, who are those guys that just ran in here and said that crazy shit? I don't want to. We gotta lock the door to the studio. Kai, talk to us. Talk to us. What's been happening? We got a let's see. Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Uh, top the box office this weekend, earning uh, $41.2 million over the holiday uh, weekend. A lot of um, us. Uh, domestically, and then taking in $181 million so far worldwide. $181 uh, million. Dollars. That's right. That's, a, that's 
That's pretty good. Doctor, it's I mean, actually it's better from at least a worldwide standpoint. Better than I anticipated. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty surprised about it too. I know it was it was a wildly popular novel. I didn't which, read the book, uh, which I read. Yeah, I read and the, and the book was really good. Ernest Klein. I know uh, Ernest Klein yeah, wrote it. Re- it was really really good. It it's chock full of nostalgia, which I think a lot of people enjoy. I saw that. So uh, one of our contributors, Nick, yeah, we actually posted a review on the film yesterday. Now me and Kyle both yeah. get to see it because we've been you know a little bit busy. I'm probably going to see it sometime. Yeah, I'll, I'll end up seeing it. Yeah, today, later today or tomorrow. But um, yeah, I, after reading his review, like again, I didn't read the book, but I, I've seen you know references to Iron Giant and yeah. Chucky, yeah. The Shining, GameCube, and I'm like this. Sounds like my type of film. Yeah, no, it is chock full. The book also is just chock full of nostalgia. I mean, it takes place in a uh, a virtual universe where anything is possible, so you can buy anything. And, and the movie is based around a tech genius who created the world, and he was a huge 80s... Uh, Geek, you know, so he kind of like put God, a lot of plays Clico Vision, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, but he he, he put listen to Turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Dude. I think you are too. Uh, and uh, a little karma chameleon. Um, so he was an 80s guy, yes, yeah, so he was an 80s guy. So he created this world. And uh, when he the whole film is based around when he died, he created this uh, basically scavenger hunt where people have to find. Easter eggs within, well, don't, within don't the world. Don't fucking spoil the whole movie. Oh, I'm not now. going to. I'm just doing the plot. Oh, we had, uh, uh, had uh, they have to find Easter eggs to get his fortune, um, and whoever finds, uh, you know, solves the scavenger hunt, in the end wins his entire fortune, which is like getting Bill Gates money. You know, by winning. Interesting. Interesting. I, the, the guy's name is James Holiday. Yeah, right? yeah, James Holiday. I, yeah. I believe it's it. James Holiday will. He dies, so I'm sure in the movie he's only in there for a short period of time. He's played by Mark Rylance, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. But uh, it seems interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how they uh, said, portray I, it. Just I kind of actually want to read the book. Obviously, I'm not going to get to reading the book before I see the film. I'll probably read the book after, which ends up happening a lot because you find out that these movies were once upon a time books, and you're like, what the fuck? That yeah. was, you know, like Forrest Gump was a book? Oh, I had no idea. Was uh, Forrest Gump a book? Yeah, it was. I and did not know that. It's one of the few times, <laughs> the, one of the rare instances where the film is actually better than the I book. I really didn't know that. Yeah, the book is actually, if you thought the movie was outlandish, the book is fucking is it insane. Cold he goes to like, he literally goes to outer space with a chimpanzee. No, read the he book doesn't. Some, yeah, I, I really? I, I promise. Uh, Pinky prompts. I promise. just want to read a book where it's a conversation between Forrest Gump and a chimpanzee. Oh, it just be Perhaps you, we hilarious. can pitch a sequel. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was that movie with uh, Burt Reynolds and the Chim- The Longest Yard? The, no. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, Boogie Nights. No. All oh. right, stop it. All right. You know, what, what else is in the news? Um, give it, give it to see, me. Give it to uh, me. Uh, just heard recently, uh, Cameron Diaz confirmed uh, to uh, uh, some of Blair's uh, previous statement in regards to her retirement. Uh, the 45-year-old... Uh, <laughs> don't make fun of me. How old is she? 45. 45 now. Still looking, She's getting up there. Still looking good, though. Woo! Um, I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her anything about like six years, but well, yeah, no, I'm well, assuming she, she is. She says she uh, doesn't see any films in her future. She doesn't plan on doing anything. Now, is that based on her not wanting to be in any yeah, films? I don't know. Or is that based on Did you nobody see really ba- offering her I mean, any films? The last films? thing I saw her in was Bad Teacher, I think. With and Justin came, Timberlake. And that came out like 2008. It was not 2009. good. 2009. Not good. I mean. I'm a big JT fan from a musical standpoint. I mean, I've I was the biggest NSYNC fanboy when I was like six years old. You kidding me? Fucking like, cause I want you. you know, I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing. Yeah, don't do it. But I want you back. <laughs> uh, 
Any, I gotta say, again, off topic, that's what we tend to do here. Any film that JT has been in has been fucking atrocious, except for Alpha Dog. I, I don't know. I didn't mind. Uh, and he's Trouble only with the curve. He's, he's only been in like five, six movies, but I didn't mind Trouble with the Curve. I, I, I thought uh, I, Clint Eastwood. I didn't think that movie was good at all. And Amy Adams. And uh, I didn't mind it. At the, honestly, I think that's the worst film Amy Adams has ever been in. Sure. Granted, her filmography is spectacular. Yeah. I'm a huge Amy Adams fan. I'm trying to think of, uh, he was good on SNL. (laughs) Oh, the Mickey Mouse Club? Hey, Gosling, how's it going? Hey, Spears. Um, But Cameron Diaz, it's it's funny that, like you said, you you don't remember her in anything recently, the last thing being Bad Teacher. Whenever I think of Cameron Diaz, the the first visual that comes to mind, and it's not there's something about Mary, it's not the sweetest thing, it's just she wasn't a lot of good, quirky films. The Mask. It is. The first time I've ever saw her, which was probably the first time for a lot of people, in that silver shiny sequence dress so at the Coco Bongo. So good. In 1994's The Mask. I mean, if she's 45 now, that was what, 24 years ago? She was yeah, 21. She, oh, yeah. Uh, she, rumored, she rumored to Whoa. have to audition for that role 12 times. Oh, Cause, 12 cause times? Because the, the director wanted her and nobody knew who she was. Was, what, what, was uh, Weinstein uh, Corporation doing yeah, it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, I'll come back to my hotel room, darling. Eleven times later. Yeah, I think I think when that movie came out, we all felt just like uh, the mask Jim Carrey's character and turn into that cartoon wolf and Aruga, you know, and the tongue Did flopping out and the eyes bulging. Nobody had we a all better. Felt like that about Cameron Diaz what, at that moment. One of my favorite movies as a kid, and she's a smoke in it. And she's honestly, her role has a lot of substance to it too. She's very pivotal in everything that transpires with like her ex boyfriend, the crazy guy who yes. gets the mask later. Uh, Great film, obviously. 1994, nobody had a better 94 than fucking Jim Carrey. Oh, no, Dumb and Dumber, not. Ace Ventura, and fucking The Mask. Are you kidding me? That's when he became a $20 million man. Yep. It was after it was 90- that year. Yeah, I remember Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls 2, I think he got a fucking stockpile for like, I don't know, $10, 15000000 million. But I think in 95, well, I think he got $20 million for The Cable Guy. Yeah, no, he did. 90, it, was one of the big, it was one of the biggest paychecks in it was Hollywood. A, I think it was the first $20 million yeah. paycheck. And then Liar Liar. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller uh, directed that. Did he? He directed Cable it? Cable guy. Oh, I think you're right, actually. And that's when him know. and Owen Wilson met, because Owen Wilson was in it. He's the guy in the bathroom oh, that gets beat up by Jim Carrey. This is some interesting fun facts. This is some tidbits from Cable. I, lo- I love the movie Cable Guy. I always have. Everybody hated it when it first came out, and I was... It's really become a bit it. of a cold classic over the I years. I was into it sure. right away. I just thought it was so bizarre and so dark, and I love that kind of dark comedy. Um, also, Jack Black was in that. Yes, Jack Black. That's the right. Best friend. Um, Cable, Cable Guy's a good movie. It's uh, Cable be, Guy. Be hard pressed for me to tell you a movie I didn't like starring Jim Carrey pre two thousand and two or three. Oh, e- yep. Even the silly was, ones are good. It's like gonna, similar to Adam Sandler. That that peng- uh, Penguins movie. Was <laughs> <laughs> that movie with him and the Penguins? Um. It was like somebody's penguins. in living color and motion picture. No, I'm just but yeah, I just he he was great back then. It's like similar to Adam Sandler, uh, even though you know his movies are silly, corny, a little bit ridiculous. Like pre two thousand and one, like pre Mr. Deeds, there's just something about him. There's a, there's a bit of. Uh, I also heard that cool. speaking of like Jim Carrey's paychecks, I heard that he really didn't get paid very much to do The Mask because he had, oh, no, he had not. filmed it before Ace Ventura was released. So no, people didn't even really know who he was yet. And then Ace Ventura came out and he became this gigantic star. But he had, do- he had already signed on to do The Mask before anybody knew who Jim Carrey was. Yeah, and, and let's not forget about 
one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, well, that's a bold statement. At least within the last yeah. 25 years of The Truman Show. Oh, The Truman Show is so it good. Is such a good movie. Literally, the fact that he didn't win an Academy Award for Best Actor that year. I don't even know if he was nominated. Was that one of his first... No, the Truman like, Show came out like dramatic performances. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was one the, of the few first times he like stepped that, away from. The, the Majestic came out right around then. I thought the Majestic was a terrible movie. Oh no, it was. I'm am just talking. Majestic was he, 2001. I know that. The Truman Show, and then he did the Andy uh, Man on the Andy uh, Kaufman Man movie, on the Moon, Man on the Moon, which was also and their documentary both had on, uh, Netflix. About, so that, that about was good. That. Listen, both definitely had comedic undertones to it, but yeah, they, but they had, were dramatic roles. Yeah, for, yeah, without a doubt. He has he, Jim Carrey has always had this amazing ability, very similar to I think how Robin Williams was when he would do dramatic performances, where he has this glimmer in his eye when he's about to cry, or being serious, eye? and it's it's something about that I is very childlike, and it you. draws you in. I think. It does, it does. I mean, th- and he does it in the Truman Show, you know, at a few points, you know. That's a good simile in in a sense. Robin Williams also one of the best comedic actors that we've ever seen on screen or on stage. Similar right. to Jim Carrey, so fantastic in many dramatic portrayals. Right. Um, fucking missed that. What about guy. the number twenty three? What about what do you think about that with Jim Carrey? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I think I've only seen it once. Into a, into a much darker realm and like thriller. What? There. Oh, how about? Uh, uh, Are you gonna give me Eternal Spotlight? Yeah, of course. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, of course. I, I was waiting for you movie. to say that. That's probably one of my favorite Jim Carrey films ever. It's I, definitely I would, top two or top three. I would. Uh, all right, but listen. All right, no, we're we're off topic. Yeah, let's get as, back as to as what's the news. So Cameron Diaz retiring. We're like the the YouTube search uh, history of, of it's like when I'm, on, I'm on Wikipedia like three in the morning <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm looking about like going down the rabbit hole. Exactly. That's what our conversations are. It's beautiful. I start looking up. I know, I'm looking up like Amazon and then I so all of a sudden go to like fucking books and then somehow I get uh, into Clinton administration. Then I get into Reagan. Happens. Before you know what I'm reading about fucking you know. Uh, on the Golden Kipper. Yeah. I don't even think I said the movie right. How, how was the water pump invented? Boom, uh, boom, boom. 4.30 in the morning. Um, what right, else? Uh, we also have Nicolas Cage. Uh, water just recently pump. was telling the press that he would like to see a, another Ghost Rider oh film made. Oh, my God. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Why no, is no, no. But wait, but wait. He, he, wants to, he wants it to be R-rated, and he doesn't want to be in the leading role. He just wants to oh, see Oh, because he, he realized he's fucking awful. Oh, yeah, he was terrible. Good for you, Nicholas Cage. I, I resi- we, uh, you've, been, you've been terrible in everything besides leaving Las Vegas, which was really carried by Elizabeth Shue. Moonstruck. And Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona Which my you favorite, couldn't though. fuck up because it was the Coen brothers. So good. Um, I can't. I literally, I have a, I have a personal story regarding Nicholas Cage. I, I don't know if I should say it. R- real quick. He came into, this is probably four or five years ago, I'm not going to say the name of the place, um, a club that we were, that I was doing the door at. Mm. And long story short, he came in and we took his, I don't know, I think, I think we just took an ID from him or whatever. We didn't take a car. I'm like, oh, it's Nick Cage. He's here. The guy obviously has money. He's not going to try to scheme us out. Ordered a bunch of stuff like Cristal, a bunch of fucking booze, this, that, whatever. I had like four dudes with him. Out of nowhere, like t- two hours later, I get a call on the walkie-talkie. Uh, where's Nick Cage? He didn't pay his bill. He has a thirteen thousand dollar tab. I'm oh. like, wait, what? Oh, I, I'm running down. The, I'm like by Columbus Circle. I'm running down the fucking stairs. I run down the street. I grab Nick Cage by the shoulder. I'm like, yo, dude, you gotta pay your tab. And then he has this other guy with him who I'm like 22 at the time who pushes me. He's like, don't fucking touch Nick. And I'm like, listen, 
my apologies. Perhaps I shouldn't have gone about it in that nature. But you owe us thirteen thousand dollars. If you could please quietly walk back <laughs> yeah. here. And he's like, "Oh, wait, you guys didn't comp all that." And I'm like, "That's what? I mean, that's a lot of celebrities, man. They think that it's just." But it's Nick Cage. Free. It's yeah. Nick. I'm just saying that's what they think. I was like, no, you're gonna they're have, above, you're gonna the, they're above the, the club law. You know, they assume that they're gonna just get everything paid for, everything comp. Just Listen, for I don't the give the fact that they are there. Exactly. I don't give a fuck that the girl you were talking to at the bar recognized you from Face Off. You're gonna come back in and you're gonna pay the thirteen thousand. You know what's so funny? I, I would argue that Face Off is a most, terrible movie. That his most iconic role. What do you think his most iconic? His role? most iconic that role. People know him the most for. I don't know. There's so many shitty roles. Uh, Valley Girl. If you're if you're older, probably Valley Girl. No, I would I would. Argue. National Treasure for the younger kids. Ooh, National Treasure actually, I didn't even think about that, but that. Probably Gone in be sixty seconds to all my friends who like stealing cars. Well, that that came out at a perfect time where cars were the. Angelina Jolie too was her first film after Girl Interrupted. Girl Interrupted. Um, she still got that Billy Bob tattoo on her. Does she? Does she? I don't know. Oh, she got like seventeen kids now. I know that. Well, God bless. Um, God bless. So. First off, so I wait, how do you how do you pose a question to me? You don't even know the fucking answer. No, I know the answer. Oh, what is it? Con Air. That with that terrible southern accent. There's I guess, that, I guess. There's, but there's he's been the, in so many other. There's the meme of like him with the wind blowing in his long hair that's like been on the internet ever since that movie came out. I guess I could see Con Air would definitely come up. I would say either that or The Rock. The Rock, yeah, actually, I think of The Rock too when I think of Nick Cage. Another not great movie. Yeah, it's like well, I, no, I set the bar for him so no, low. No, good movies. I'm just saying. No, I know. They're, just, they're the, probably his most iconic performance, roles. like that people know him the most for. Wait, you're telling me not the Weatherman? Oh, hey, Don Cheadle, man, I love that. I love. Oh, that I love Don Cheadle. Fucking Hotel Rwanda. Oh yeah, it's a great film. Uh, or what about Matchstick Men with uh with our boy uh, Sam Rockwell? Matchstick Men's actually is actually a decent film. That's it's a good one movie. One of the few films that he's in that I could watch more than once. Yes. But again, because of a lot of the other people. I was gonna that say it's, involved, it's it's good in spite of him yes. as opposed to because of him. I, how do you put anybody else in in his role? It would have been just as good if not better. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Do we have anything else in the news? We went from uh, Cameron Diaz to Jim Carrey to Nick. Oh, no, that was it. Yeah, we talked about Nick Cage. I mean, that's all the big stuff I got. I mean, we. So, I, Ghost, I kinda, Ghost Rider. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. I was going to say, I don't want to end, end on a Ghost Rider note, but uh, what do you think rumor. about it? I, I, there's also rumors that Joaquin Phoenix might be in a uh, standalone Joker movie. Uh, based, yeah, I heard about based that. On, based a, on uh, the Clown Prince of Crime. Supposedly uh, produced by Scorsese, too. Yeah, possibly. I know that th there's been a lot of talk about Scorsese doing a Joker film for a while now. Like, I've been hearing it for a, quite some time. But at, some people were talking about Leonardo DiCaprio as the Yeah, Joker. that was the original rumor at first, that Leo was going to take over the role. But I think that had more to do with the, the fact that, you know, Leonardo Honestly, DiCaprio is Scorsese's muse yeah, of sorts. He, he, yeah, Leo but is... But now Joaquin Phoenix. Leo what do you think about Joaquin is, this gen is this generation's Bobby to Scorsese, as yeah, De Niro was to him 30 absolutely. years ago. Uh, nothing against Leo. He's literally great in everything he's in. He's one of my favorite actors. But I, uh, oddly enough, I think Joaquin fits the mold to play Joker better than DiCaprio does. I 100% agree. I and think. I'm not necessarily a big, I'm not a big Joaquin fan either. I mean, he, he was great in her. I love that movie. But aside from that, really, what has he blown well, you away? He hasn't been in a lot of stuff. My, but. my biggest reason that I think he would make an amazing Joker, especially in something that Scorsese is producing. Because you could see a little bit of the Joker in his portrayal of, of Caesar and Gladiator? No, I just think oh. he's got some darkness to him. As a person, I think that, like, as a person, I think he's got some darkness in him. And I think that that would I could see that. be portrayed on screen as the Joker really, really well. I think it would be a 
grittier kind of like Heath Ledger performance, yeah. like as opposed to a you know Jack Nicholson. I don't see him doing a kind of campy comedic. I see it being a very very dark. Uh, Maybe character. M Night Shyamala will produce and bring bring those two together, yeah, like where the Village, Yo, that, 2004, or uh, or uh, Signs. No, I'm just kidding. So I think Signs Signs, Signs was probably the last halfway decent movie Shyamala did until Split. I actually was. You like Split? I like Split. I know people were on the. Fence I heard they're making it. a remake of, or not a remake, a sequel I'm a, I'm to a uh, Unbreakable. I heard, I heard that and too. And it might start to draw in a lot of his Shyamalan's universes. Unbreakable. Oh, the, the fuck out of here. Split. Shyamalan's universes. Well, no, that's that's actually Dude, what they're the, talking the about. The guy's made about 13 movies, and three of them are good, and one of them has been good in the last 15 years. Yeah, his so. movies have progressively gotten worse over the years. Yeah, like, no, each I've one never, is a little I've bit never worse seen than a more immense, immense, a more immense digress in, in the history of cinema. Uh, there's, there was never somebody who was more fucking hyped. Oh than my God. M. Night Shyamalan. And but you gotta admit, man, The Sixth Sense is just, uh, it's so good. It, it, it is a good film. And Such it, good storytelling. And especially for them, you gotta put it into perspective, like when it came out and the things that were done so that weren't as popular in 99 as they are now. Biggest but twist? When I look, would you say the biggest twist in film history? <sighs> no, not at all. What do you, no? No, no. We don't, have, en- that, we don't have enough time right now to talk about the uh, biggest twist in film history, perhaps next podcast. All right. But you think that's up there? I think it's way up there. I, I mean, I, I would put it on a list, but it wouldn't be number one by any stretch. All right, not, we can't get into it. I, I, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to uh, boom, start boom, boom. saying it. Uh, how much time do we have left here? I think we have a few more minutes left. A few more minutes. Right, Let's talk you... about some of the articles we posted on yeah. the site recently. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice, 30-year anniversary. I think uh, happened last so week. Good. 1988, Tim Burton. I believe that was his, I think that was Burton's second film that he did. I don't know. I, I, don't I know, know his, he. I know filmography and I know he did but, Batman in '89. A year yeah. later, uh, William Rankin actually did our uh, flashback review on Beetlejuice. That's an iconic movie. That movie is people still getting tattoos of Beetlejuice and still, uh, you know, uh, Alec Baldwin. Obviously, and he did. And, and he did Scissor Hands in 1990s. So yeah. Talk about a, f- a couple. You know, your he, first he few gra- movies. He had, he had a gr- he had a great uh, decade around that. No, also, also uh, uh, Tim Burton's. Uh, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas is a fantastic Classic. film. Uh, yeah, I can't think of... I, very few directors have had a better... You know, some people... The saying is one-two punch. You know, one, two, three, four, five punch. Oh, yeah. Then fucking Tim Burton. Yeah, because he was coming out... He was pumping him out, too. It's not like he was one of those directors where you wait forever to see his next piece. You know what? Pee-wee. The Pee-wee movie. That was Burton's first oh, film. Shit. Yeah, with Paul Rubens. Oh, that was Burton's God. first film. And I love that film, actually. Oh. Remember Cocky the Robot? Yeah. yeah. That was, it was Pee-wee's Big Adventure, right? Pee-wee's was, Big Adventure. That was Burns' first With Large Marge. I was so afraid of Large Marge growing up. My so, brothers so used to, used to like, torment me on road trips saying, Large, Large Marge is coming to get you. Absolutely. Oh, like, that really. The three things I feared and, you know, worse in life as a kid was, was nuclear war. Uh, carnies and you know circus folks. Small hands, smells like cabbage and large march. Oh yeah, and yeah, we're both doing the dance, by the way. The no, he's lying. Only he was doing the dance. Okay, only I was doing it. I got embarrassed. I wanted to feel like I was part of the group. So Beetlejuice had his 30-year anniversary. I four or five days ago, March 30th. So four days ago now. That was an article also, that... Another article, uh, Happy Passover and Easter. Uh, yeah, what about uh, Happy Passover and uh, Easter review. to all our fellow Jews and Christians out there that are listening. Yeah, we got... Uh, I more actually more. did the, the flashback review on the Ten Commandments. If you want to check that out, it's not that cool. What's your favorite commandment? 
Thou <laughs> shall not steal. Oh, see, I like. I'm, I'm a big. Uh, uh, don't covet your uh, neighbor's stuff. So, like, fuck your neighbor's wife. You, uh, yeah, basically. No, oh, well. Yeah, don't, 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 don't sleep with your neighbor's wife. Yeah, well, that's no, your that's neighbor will find out. Neighbor. Your neighbor will find out. Probably in most instances, maybe. You, you know, know what though? If he if he keeps stealing my newspaper, then I'm gonna fuck his wife. Boom, one two skidoo. Done. I'm sorry. That's a little. That's the the. Yeah, you're the, real dark today. That's a small. I, print. I, I can tell you. You're, you're like it's, you're it's, like me, myself, and Irene today. You're, it's, you got a lot of different facets. It's, it's going back to Jim Carrey. Yeah, I'm Hank. <laughs> from uh, me, myself, and Irene. Uh, have you seen Ten Commandments, though? Man, not in forever. To our millennial uh, listeners, to like the eight listeners we probably fucking have, and, uh, and they're probably all women. That's fine. Because this is your girlfriend's favorite movie podcast. Agreed. Uh, you've seen Ten Commandments, right? All four yeah, hours no, I mean, it's been forever, but yeah, Charleston Heston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bronner, absolutely. And Baxter. Uh, great film. So we, we did that recently. Uh, we also had an article written in regards to Netflix original movies. And... Whether or not they should be, this has kind of been a topic of discussion lately also, and Spielberg uh, chimed in on this too. We could tie that in with Ready Player One just coming out. Uh, Spielberg said that he didn't think Netflix movies should be in consideration for now, why, those why, type of why, accolades. Why did he say that? I, I didn't hear that. Why did he, what was his reason? I don't want to say all the points offhand and, and be wrong. I, I think kind of the message he was conveying was... Oh, I guess once that you're just kind of set up for the small screen, and I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't even. I'm not even sure. I gotta fucking look this up because I'm not gonna fucking spew bullshit. I mean, even I, though I, think, I do the half I personally time anyways. think they should get but, the, but what he, what the he, same he, regard as every other film. What he was made. saying was like, you know, you're you're a TV movie at that point, whether it's whether it's but, on an actual cable not. network or you're a television streaming service, you're a TV movie as opposed to a true motion picture See, production. Yeah, I definitely don't. Production. Agree with, I don't agree with that. I, I don't. I don't agree with it. Um, I, I believe the best movies of the year should be nominated, you know, accordingly, yeah. regardless of how they're distributed and what have you. But that being said, most Netflix original movies are fucking garbage. Oh yeah, no, no, no. They're mostly very. There very are bad. a few anomalies. I think they're like going to get better and better cannot, though. I mean, one can only hope. I hope so too. But they're just they're like all streaming services are just trying to pump out as much content as possible. That I kind of I think the the real magic in creating a true amazing storytelling yeah. type of production gets lost in the process. Now, could they could they get the right people behind it? Absolutely. Do they have the budget for the actors, directors? Of course. Of course. I'm just, you know, don't hold your breath is what I'm saying. And they could come out with one or two great movies a year, but just be forewarned, with those one or two great films, there's going to be like 30 movies that are fucking like Jack and Jill. Yeah, no, I think, I think, <laughs> I think the uh, key for them to really be taken seriously is to legitimately put out one movie that you just can't ignore because it's that good. And then I think that from that point on, they'll be, it'll, like, oh, it, it'll set precedent. It'll open up the door to these streaming services like Amazon and all that to have their original content be taken seriously Hulu. in the award seasons. Hulu. Out, or in the, in the Academy Awards, basically, as opposed to just, because they're already being recognized in the Emmys. Well, yeah, because Emmys are for TV. TV. But they're, that's but, but here's that's the kind of the point Spielberg but, was but making. What I'm, but what I'm saying is Netflix and Amazon Give them all the Emmys that they want. Well, there, there's, so, a, so there's a fine line. Where, where do, where do you watch? Where do you watch Netflix? On a computer. Okay, at home in the confines oh, yeah, of your home, on a TV, on a computer. Also. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but there, there is, there <laughs> like, is a difference. 
That's where I watch my movies as well at well, home. Well, because you're probably fucking pirating them like a cheap fuck and not uh, going to the theaters no. and paying $23 a ticket because we live in New York City. No way, Jose. <laughs> I pay my bills. I pay my, I pay I pay my bills. I pay, I pay to see movies. Um, Tribeca Film Festival also coming up. Yep. Uh, we're excited for that. We will be there. We're going to be hitting the ground running. We got a bunch of films that we saw at Sundance. They're going to be also at Tribeca. A few other movies that we're excited for premiering, as well as a lot of TV. Tribeca does a lot of TV stuff, a lot of Q&As, a lot of panels with Bobby De Niro and all his friends. Yeah. Uh, virtual reality stuff. Yeah. A lot of video game stuff, which I'm not into, but I know it's a type of, you know, video games are blowing up now more than ever. Yeah. With the esports and there's video game streamers. With I definitely think Ready Player One is uh, hitting on a chord of what the future is going to be. No, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. So th that should be exciting. I think next week we're going to... We'll probably touch on Tribeca a little bit. Yeah. Probably definitely. try to get some interviews at Tribeca with a few people. Yeah. I mean, who are we going to interview? I, who knows? I doubt it. Probably nobody. Whoever I'll probably just hire a friend to do, to, us. to do like an impersonation, and we, we might just go with that. You got to get a walk-in impersonator. I can't do a walk-in. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, do don't try. Can, that was can you do any? Can you do oh, any impressions? A little more cowbell. Was that, yeah, was that no, worse? That was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't better. <laughs> See, well, the difference between you and I is that I never tried to do a walk-in impersonation. You asked me to. You, you, know you just came on the mic and started doing it, I and it was goddamn fucking it. awful. I accidentally did it. It came out. Accidentally I, in love. Oh, no. Now he's singing. Accidentally in love. What have I done? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? Fucking, we've been talking about DreamWorks animated films for the whole podcast. Okay. Anastasia, I, Eldorado, you're, you're now singing, Shrek. Your singing is better than my walking impression, so I can't get too mad. I mean, not by much, but. <laughs> so I think, I think we're, are we wrapped up here? I think that's about it. Man, yeah, that was a podcast too. Hopefully fun. this goes live. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Well, we don't botch this shit up. And uh, I guess, you know, thanks for listening. I am Father Film. And I'm Kyle M. Gager. Thank you for listening to your girlfriend's favorite movie podcast, hosted by your favorite shitty future. fucking film site. Yeah. Flick, Flick fans. fans.